This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is Hog Reaction presented by Randall Ford. 5500 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith, the fourth oldest Ford dealership in America. That's Sports Center play right there. He crawled right on top of him and just dunked it on his head. Hog Reaction is also brought to you by Beckert and Van Buren. Now hiring up to $29 an hour with great benefits. Come fill out an application 24 hours a day at exit 3 off Interstate 40. Lark, a full-spectrum seltzer from Washita Farms. Log on at Lark hemp.com and zelly pasta join the pasta club at zellypasta.com that's z-e-l-l-i pasta.com good evening and welcome to a basketball hog reaction with ruskin and zach we are live on espn arkansas and on hitthatline.com on this saturday evening following a 99.58 whooping by the Arkansas Razorbacks to improve to 7-1 and one on the year over the uh, San Jose State Spartans. Trojans. Spartans. Spartans. Who cares? They <laughs> lost. They're going home. Uh, we have the uh, text line going, phone lines going, 866-285-4005. It's how you connect, connect with us over the next little while. And as I uh, turn to Zach Orange, what stands out to you on the stat sheet following this game well I, I think everybody you know if you were watching Twitter in the 30 minutes to the run-up to the game Nick Smith jr got his got the first start of his career had 16 points six out of 14 from the floor here's the frightening part is there was a there was a, a run out in the first half and you could see the explosiveness isn't where it's going to be just yet but man I mean, he blew by some guys. He hit shots. And when he is fully confident in that knee and he is healthy, that is an explosive player. That's another piece. I was really going to be interested to see how they how they played off each other, how he fit in with the team that was scoring a ton of points. And, you know, the guy that uh, that didn't have to carry the load tonight was uh, was black. He didn't have to do a lot of that stuff. He got to play free. And, man, they, I, they're going to be a problem if, if they play well in the first half and they're close. They're going to wear you down in the second half. And you know, Damian Fishback was talking about it during the uh, during the broadcast that you know their their length bothers people. Now, when you think length and size, you think you know vertical. 
their length is horizontal, and they, they shut down passing lanes. They don't block a lot of shots, but what they do is they alter shots, they alter passes. You know, the skip pass going from one wing to another is completely out of the opposing team's arsenal. You can't do it because you just can't get it there. Right. And, they, you know, we've got another probably 10 games for them to sort of put this thing all together, and, man, they're going to be dangerous once the uh, conference season rolls around. Well, it's it's just, you know, you can see the uh, the seedlings of what is um, what could be here, and it's... For the rest of the league, it's terrifying. For everybody in this state, it's beyond exciting. I'm trying to think about, like, if you go up to people, like, who's your favorite player? Like, there's legitimately, like, four or five candidates on this team. Usually there's one, maybe two. But, I mean, you like Council. Well, maybe you like uh, maybe you like Smith. Maybe you like uh, Anthony Black or, or Walsh. Like, there's so many. There's so much talent here. Is the point I'm, I'm trying to make here that you, you have, you're gonna have a lot of different guys that mm. could, if they, if you were selling jersey, you could sell a lot of different jerseys. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. not just one. And every game's a, a pop quiz. And I was listening to Zim during the pregame, and they were talking about how you know how how you defend Arkansas. You can't defend a man to man for for 40 minutes. You just can't do it. And he was talking about how you know San Jose State goes one three one. They'll match up some zones and do some things. And make Arkansas shoot from the outside. Well, they went eight for thirteen tonight from beyond the arc at sixty-one percent. You know, for those that aren't math majors, uh, that's—I mean—they answered the question: Can you shoot it from outside? Yes, you can. Now, you're going to get tougher tests on the road. That that San Jose State's okay. I mean, they they had a nice record. They're six and three now. They haven't played anybody. The games, you know, out in Maui against Creighton, San Diego State—that those were your your tests so far, and you passed most of them. So. You know, improve the continue to improve the outside shooting when it matters, and you know they're gonna they're gonna be a tough out for anybody come January February. A couple of, a couple of things here that stand out to me on the uh, on the stat sheet. Number one, uh, plus twenty in points off of turnovers. That for as long as many of us have been alive is a recipe for Razorback wins, and that's uh, another thing that we saw today. This is something that's maybe a little bit newer to. Razorback fans to get used to because for so many years, this was a guard dominant team and there wasn't, weren't a lot of options to score in the paint. They outscored them by 22 in the paint, 52 mm-hmm. to 52 points in the paint yeah, for the se- Razorbacks. I mean, they shot 76% in the second yeah. half, 71% beyond the arc. Yeah. I mean, they, they can, they can beat you in a lot of ways. And when it's all going right, it looks like this. Yeah. I think ultimately, uh, though, and then another thing here, um, talking about the depth, mainly because of uh, Brazil's twenty-three points, Arkansas outscored San Jose off the bench forty-four to four. Yeah, so they outscored them by forty. Now, here's the thing about college basketball: there are five games where you're amazing. There are five games where you're terrible. Those twenty in the middle—that's mm-hmm. what you really are. This qualifies as one of those games that you're amazing, and it was fun. Hey, you're amazing. Tonight, but how far can this thing go? It's it's no, who knows at this point. But uh, it, the signs are encouraging. I'll tell you, uh, it, they look better now than they have in the months of November and December under Muss the first three years. Mm-hmm. This team is further along, and with which is weird. They're because, also more talented. Well, but it's weird because you've got. I mean, you only got one guy back mm-hmm. off off of yeah. last year's team. So to be this, the, this team is not struggling to score points. I mean, you remember early, was it two years ago, when we were wondering if Justin Smith was the guy. And he turned out to be probably the best player on that team uh, that, that went, to, went to the Elite Eight. This, this is much different. They've got a lot of options. 
uh, Brazil and, and Ricky Council have kind of taken over that Justin Smith role, that wing player. I said it, you know, two weeks ago. I'll say it again. When when they figure out what they're going to do with Jordan Walsh, it's going to be really fun to watch because he's one of those pieces. I'll tell you who he reminds me of is James Worthy, the old Laker. Mm-hmm. He's kind of got that, you know, got that wingspan. He's about six foot seven. He can play a little outside. He can hit the mid range jumper. I don't know what you do with him. On this team, because he's not—he's not a shot blocker. He's, he's not a versatile. He's a—he's versatile. He's a neat piece to have. Yeah. But I don't think he's found his spot yet. I think he could be, maybe a chameleon based on what you need on that night. You know, if you need someone from outside, maybe he can get you a couple of those. If you need him more to facilitate, he can do that. I, I think it, maybe his growth. Will just depend on the situation sure. that they that they come up through. One, this one of the things I was really happy to see, and and it's one game, but with with Nick Smith was Nick Smith's further along than Malik Monk was at this point in, in, in this far into his college career. He plays on the defensive end, and that's and he put he probably puts more effort in on the defensive end than he does on the offensive end. The offensive stuff comes naturally to him. He worked on defense. This is the quietest sixteen points. I've ever uh, oh, seen I, I don't know if it's going to be quiet once everybody has a chance to digest it. But, he, I mean, he went 6 for 14 from the field. He didn't. He wasn't hesitant about uh, putting shots up. It didn't seem like like he had a massive impact okay. on the game. All right. You know what I mean? So let's nitpick, and we'll give you the, the bad news. Yeah. They had 12 assists on 37 makes. That's the worst it was. That's pretty bad. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, but what I'm what I'm saying is, I mean, and everybody, unless you don't have vision, you can see the upside with him. There's going to be one of those nights where he goes for 35, and everybody's just got their jaw on the floor. That's going to happen. He's got moody explosiveness, but again, if you watched him, you know, on the drive, he's not there yet, or maybe he doesn't have the confidence in that knee yet to to go thousand percent like he's going to need to come January, February, March. But you can see it; it's coming. Yeah, I, you know. He's just—he's got a better motor than Moses Moody, you know. Like yes. he's got—he's yeah, yeah, far yeah. more—he's more, he's I, more I competitive. Agree. He's just—he's just a different. He—he's better. He's—he—he's got a—he's got a bigger ticker than than Malik Monk ever thought about having to. Like he is—he's just—he he plays on the defensive end, and that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Points—I don't points come naturally. He's not gonna have to worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Points for that team will come naturally. They need players that will play lockdown defense. And at six five, if you're going to play him at, at you know what you know is traditionally the two spot, I mean that that's that's not a bad that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Arkansas was uh, I did hit the three, so maybe they find something there. Eight of thirteen from beyond the arc in this game. Nick Smith hit three of those, so maybe uh-huh. that gets some of those um, mm-hmm. cobwebs dusted off yeah, from beyond the three. Didn't point get a hundred, no free tacos. Yeah, I did. So, I didn't, so let's I, complain about a a twelve assist night and not not getting free tacos. That's Everybody right. good? All right. They did cover though. They did cover by a lot. They covered both uh, both ends. They covered the first and the second. Did they cover the total? Yeah, they did. I'm sure they did. I mean, it had <laughs> well, to be. Uh, they yeah, sh- they shot the over. Yes, they did. All right. Well, there it is. So uh, we are here for the next uh, foreseeable future, and um, we're talking Razorback basketball here on a Saturday evening. So text us, call us. I did enjoy, um, let me see who it was. It was either Cardenas or uh, Trey Anderson on one of those first half dunks that just like 
got out of the way and like, no, I'm not going to be in yeah, the poster. You don't, yeah, I'm you out. Don't be memed. He made a business decision. Yeah, we're not there. posterizing people anymore. We're memeing them. Uh, are we NFTing people now? <laughs> can you I mean, buy an I NFT? Guess, I guess you can do that too. But yeah, I mean, they, they now understand it. People from you know my generation, they would get posterized. That's right. Jordan, you know, Doctor J, they they would they would posterize like that Frenchman in the 2000 Olympics. That's right. By Vince Carter. Vince Carter went up and over. That's and, right. You know that guy is a he is a poster he for the rest post- of his life. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's good for him. The answer to a bar trivia question. But uh, yeah, that was a business decision, probably a smart one by him. Mm-hmm. We may see more of that as the season goes on with the way. Uh, this team makes highlight plays as often as they do. You're going to see a lot of uh, business decisions made by the opponents to avoid being on the wrong end of the uh, ridicule of the internet. Right. So, I mean, that's that's going to happen. Well, JW is listening, and uh, he's called us here. So, uh, hi, JW. You're on Hog Reaction. Hey, how y'all doing? Great. I actually want to talk about basketball. After my last call, I thought about checking into rehab. But I decided it's less restrictive and more fun just talking to y'all. But I'm really excited about this season. And I haven't been this excited about basketball since back in the Corliss days. And what I used to do was let it be known when I was teaching at Parsville High School uh, that I would take any ticket. So sometimes people didn't want to go during the middle of the week, and we'd go up there. And I've sat in every place from upper deck behind the bench, both particular goals. I never have sat next to the student section. But I'm hoping in January that that becomes a reality again because I think this team is a a once-in-a-generation team. And I think anybody who doesn't want to go up there and see what they got going on is just crazy. It's just uh, – they're special. And there's no getting around it. I mean, you can call it whatever you want to, but they're special, and it will be really interesting to see how this year plays out. Anyway, y'all take care of yourselves and be good. Thank you, JW. Appreciate Your argument it. was lucid, right. coherent. Uh, I, I was impressed. Yes, it, it very well may be a once-in-a-generational thing. We don't know. We'll find out. My biggest takeaway is that at one point, there were young minds in Clarksville molded by JW. He said he worked at Clarksville schools. I wanted to go over that one like a speed bump, and I'm sure that they, those people have some questions, uh, some holes in their education, but whatever. Uh, Patricia has uh, chimed oh, in. Okay. She would like them to not wait until the second half to start scoring. Okay. And so Patricia so, knows about when to start scoring, let me tell you. So. Uh, <laughs> they, this is, they are, at this point, they are, they are a team that will wear you down, and the pressure starts to get to you in the second half. They were fine in the first half. They shot, They shot. I think, they were 50% at halftime. It was just you start to see in the second half, you start to see balls getting tipped, steals, bad passes, errant passes, and then they start dunking, and then it just becomes a thing. I think Chuck at one point said they'd been on a 9-0 run, a 15-3 run, and a 17-3 run mm-hmm. at some point in, in the second half. It was ugly in the second half, and that that's this is what they do. Right. So you can't complain about leading big at halftime and then blowing a second-half lead and then also complaining about, you know, kind of feeling out the opponent in the first half and then, you know, pouring it on in the second half. Like, it's it works. You would rather do it this way than the other way, which is blow a 15-point second-half sure. lead and, and and falter. I think that there is a... Um, will this bite them at some point? Yeah, it could when they ha- meet, meet a team that's as talented as they are, and that's not going to happen for several weeks 
when you're talking about Kentucky, maybe Alabama, and you know, maybe there's another team that could be their foil in the um, in the SEC besides those two. But I don't I don't know who that is at this point. They haven't emerged. And then in the NCAA tournament, but I mean, generally, this approach of just you know, all right, let's feel it out. Let's get let's get a feel for it. We're playing well, but we can play better. And then the second half, boom, yeah. hit the Nas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hit the Nas. Nice uh, Thank you. Fast and Furious They hit reference. the Nas. They got UNC Greensboro coming up on Tuesday. That's going to be a dunk fest. And then they put, go play Oklahoma. I watched a little bit of the uh, Oklahoma-Villanova game the, today, and Oklahoma's fine, but they're not going to test them. The next – so you, I was going to say today that um, that might be the next time we see them in a close late-game situation, but maybe that won't be the I, case. I, I, they, they were – they were, I, I want to say they lost to, to Villanova, and Villanova's not uh, the Jay Wright Villanova team that we. No, no, he's he's to. broadcasting. Now. Yeah, he's. <laughs> he, the, the, it's it, it's probably December twenty eighth when they play LSU. Will be the first mm-hmm. time that uh, you know they see a team that kind of looks like them a little bit under a first year coach. Right, they were at LSU. He did have jaw for a while. I mean, well, man can coach. No, no, I'm not, not questioning his uh, his bona fides, but I want. I mean, this team is not. This is going to sound weird. They're not built for like the A&M game or the Mississippi State game. Like no. they they are built to comfortably win. This team is built for Houston, Gonzaga, Duke. Yeah. Like these are this team is built for bigger things than hey, let's go uh, you know, try really hard and get the 2 seed in the SEC tournament. That is not that is not what this roster is built for. Yeah, I mean, they'll they're, take they're, it. They're but. built to compete nationally and they're going to run into some teams on the on their schedule uh, coming up in in you know, a couple of how, months here that are going to look a lot like that. Look, they got how Baylor great is that Baylor game going to be? Yeah, I was about to say, could you know, that be? This is really early. You're going to hate this. Could that be one versus two? Well, they're going to see Tennessee, who's pretty good. They're yeah. going to see and look Alabama uh, surprised some folks uh, in the past ten days. You've got, uh, I mean, Kentucky's on there. Kentucky by the time you know February gets around is going to be in shape. To you know, Sheway will be back. The whole thing, they'll be healthy. It's. It, they're going to get tested once uh, once league play starts. They're going to run through the cupcake portion of their schedule. Oklahoma's okay. That should not be as long as they don't lose their heads over in Tulsa. They'll be fine. Oh. And uh, and and you just cruise right into the back half of this month when uh, when league play starts. Yeah, that game is at Baylor, unfortunately, because the bud for that game would be just on the rarest of rare levels if that game was here. But uh, that's not going to be the case. This year, so yeah, first couple of uh, league games, uh, they they start out at LSU, Missouri here, Auburn there. That might be uh, intriguing. People aren't talking as much about Auburn this no, year. No, they're not. Um, and but and some of it is, you know, we're in a bubble because they're really good. We're not really looking around at the rest of the league. Uh, very few people know that Alabama beat the number one team in the country four overtimes. You know, people. You just haven't picked your head up to take a look around the league. Auburn's good. Alabama's good. Um, I think LSU might be sneaky good. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna push Arkansas, but they're gonna get somebody before it's over. I mean, there's some good teams in the league. We know about Tennessee. We know about Kentucky. Yeah. Yep. It's the same deal. The big stretch is um, that week in January. On a Saturday, they go to Vanderbilt. On the following Wednesday, they go to Mizzou. And then back here for what is uh, turns out to be the next home um, Fayetteville game, January 21st. Wow. 
Next week's game is in Tulsa. The week after that, they're in North Little Rock, so they don't they aren't back on a Saturday in Bud Walton Arena until January twenty first when Ole Miss comes in here for an eleven oh an eleven a.m. Oh, an eleven a.m. start. How disrespectful! So, so I just I just pulled up the uh, the league. There are one two three three teams that are undefeated. Eight and zero. Auburn, Mississippi State, Missouri. There's one, two, three, four, five teams with one loss. Arkansas, LSU, Alabama, Mississippi, and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I mean, league's competitive. League's got yeah. good teams. Yeah. Yeah. Ken Palm has, right now, Tennessee is the best team in the league. Kentucky second, Arkansas third. That's what they've got there on a, on KenPalm.com. Okay. So, yeah. Tennessee's 6-1. and one, Kentucky's 5-2. and two. Yeah. You know, Nobody's really been... Uh, I don't know. I, the, the, when the league when the league schedule starts and it becomes every Tuesday, Saturday into that grind, you know, we're going to find out. You also got to remember, uh, you know, regardless of talent, there is a um, fatigue factor that takes over in conference play. Very true. Because the games are at a different level energetically. Physically. This is a largely a young young mm-hmm. team. So how do they hand, how do they navigate all that is another thing that's going to be uh, interesting to watch. Some of the uh, computer projections have them losing, you know, six, eight games in the conference. And that's not because they're going to stink. It's just because, you know, you got to look at some of this stuff about, you know, the grind of, of, of those games. That is that is a tough, yeah, tough grind to, to go through. Very, you, you are very. dust by the end of that <laughs> if you're not careful. So it's going to be, uh, it was a, um, it, it was all working today. That's for sure. As they uh, beat San Jose State 99 to 58 at Bud Walton Arena. You're listening to Hog Reaction presented by Randall Ford. Brazil drives, whoa! What a throwdown on Broden lead. Hog Reaction is also brought to you by Beckard and Van Buren, Zelly Pasta and Springdale, and Lark by Washita Farms. Hog reaction here following Arkansas's 99-58 whooping of uh, San Jose State demolition. All right. I hate when the TV people call this a big win. It's not. It's a big win in terms of margin, but not in terms of importance. But big win is only for, like, you know, you beat Auburn. This on your home floor. This is like how we throw the word great around too much. Oh, that's your thing. Yeah, it's it's the same thing. But the TV the people are just trying to get—they're just trying to get likes on social right. media. We don't care about that stuff here. But they, uh, you know, oh, big win for the Lions. Big win. They beat San Jose State. Something dumb. All right. Great question from Hacker. Mm. Uh, is there a Ricky Council five and six coming? Because we could probably use them in the future. I don't know how to answer that. Okay. All right. Let's move along. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Let's. Um, Depends on how the parties go on uh, the U of A campus, I suppose, this season. Let's uh, go to Big Mike, one of our uh, favorites on these uh, hog reaction shows. Big Mike. Man, it's great to see Nick. You know, he's already got good enough shape, you know, to play significant minutes. And that blonde-haired guy, Walsh, is that his name? Um, I think that's his name. There was a blonde-haired guy out there. Anyway, I think his name is Walsh. I love watching that guy. He's always doing something good all the dang time. Yeah. That's what, you know, as far as the, all these uh, games against teams that ain't that good, it's just great to get uh, Smith ready to go for when conference gets here. 
I hope the hell his knee's actually good. He looked good. He missed some layups, but I think that's mostly because he ain't played against nobody in a while. It was fun to watch, you know, even though San Jose State ain't that good. Well, it's fun to watch, you know, when, when you put up a big scrub, number and, and dunk on people. That's fun. And all the scrubs got to get out there at the end, too. That was great. They got several minutes of play, you know. Oh. All right, I'll see y'all later. All right, Big Mike. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah, Kate Arbogast and uh, Lawson Blake got on the floor. Pinion, Dunning got in there. The Graham, not, now, Graham might need to get some more minutes following what he did uh, today. <laughs> Pac-12 second team. Yeah, uh, and then he's you know kind of at the end of the bench. Uh, yeah, he's, played eleven thirty nine. Again, he's today. one of those pieces you don't really know what to do with yet. The Mitchell twins are clearly the inside presence. Mm-hmm. Jordan Walsh plays on the wing, and and once they figure out what they're going to do with him, that's it. You know, and then it's you know it's Black and uh, Smith in the backcourt. It's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, Jordan Walsh again is. I think it's just going to depend on what they need him to do that yeah. night. He is such a versatile piece that he can do a lot, a lot of different things for them. He's gonna, he's he's gonna be that whatever whatever they need to have done that particular night. He's gonna need to do. If they can't throw it in the ocean, he's gonna have to pick up the scoring. If he's you know defense rebounding, that seems to be where we're trending with him. And he seems to be willing to like yeah. do that. Like it's not. I got to get my twenty-five tonight, or I'm going to pout. He's willing to do whatever right. he needs to do to, to help help the team. So that's a that's an Arkansas kind of player, right there. People, the, the crowd. Maybe he'll be the the fan favorite because the the fans love players that are willing to do anything to get this team to uh, to the finish line with a win. They did shoot the three pretty well tonight by their standards. Eight out of thirteen. No, that's uh, that's good by any standards. I mean, sixty-one percent's good. Now, but, the, you, it could all reverse itself against Greensboro later this week or, or early next week. It could all change, the, but the difference is they're not relying on the three. No. So, if there is a night where they're not falling, they're not going to score like 40 points. No. You know, they're it, still going to be able to get points. It's also about shot selection and what the three looks like. You know, if it's an open three, an uncontested three, that's – I'll take – if you miss it, you miss it. It's when you're, you know, when you're – the, the shot clock's winding down, and you're taking step back threes, you know, just to throw up a shot. That's you know that that doesn't seem to affect this team. They move the ball well. When you're getting uncontested shots, more are going to go in than uh, than you miss. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, let's see here. Rick is in here with a text. Uh, you're not wrong about the Hogs' length being an incredible asset that will continue to give opponents fits throughout the season. Compared to the days of having Delvon Johnson at the five. <laughs> To where we are now, uh, guys are longer than him playing the two. Difference in athleticism is absolutely incredible, and they respond. And to respond to the favorite player on this squad comment, it's Ricky Council the fourth all day. Okay, I think that if they sold, like if this in jersey sales, if they sold in hockey. You have a bunch of different jerseys when you go to a, a hockey game, so you'll see some people with one player or another player. This team, they would have a bunch of different jerseys if that was a thing in basketball. Oh, no, no. Nick Smith would be the top-selling jersey by far. And then you would get, you know, the counter. Council. Yeah, I know, but, but, but I mean, you're talking. Devo, because he's from Jacksonville. Yeah, you, okay, so we haven't talked about Devo. Devo came back. He played uh, 22 minutes tonight, didn't score. Um, looked tentative at times, but, you know, he'll get back into it. That's a veteran player. Yeah. Everybody's just got to kind of find their role, and with Nick back, everybody's role sort of changes. Anthony Black's role changed tonight. 
distributor, defense, that sort of thing, where you didn't need 26 from him. Right. You know, you had more balanced scoring. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a feeling out process, and they'll do it again uh, on Tuesday. Well, there's definitely one thing we, we, I think that we can say with certainty is if you miss time for whatever reason, the first game back is, you know, like you said, it's, it's like feeling it out. I mean, we saw that with Nick Smith the other night. He was better this game. Devo, probably the same thing coming up on, on Tuesday night. It, that's just, for whatever reason, maybe it's the way college kids are. Maybe it's the way that Musk runs things when he brings people back. I don't know what it is, but the first game someone comes back, it's, a, it's you know, it's, 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 it's touchy. And then usually in the second game, you're a little bit more comfortable with, uh, with mm-hmm. what's going on there. I don't know. That, that's just, we've seen that several times, and I think that's something to, uh, to look at if someone has to miss a game for whatever reason, first game back, maybe they're probably not going to score 35. They might. They might. I mean, Nick Smith might. I mean, right. he's that talented. Right. But, man, it's amazing. All right. You are in the middle of a hog reaction here on ESPN Arkansas. And hit that line.com, 866-285-4005 is the uh, number. How you can text us or call us here on the Hog Reaction Show. Here's uh, Jesse in Mountain Home uh, text, texting in. They should have scored 100. They suck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you didn't get your free he, tacos. He's so kidding. Yeah, he's he's kidding, kidding, everybody. He's not one of those nuts on the internet that actually thinks that his team is not good. Um, he's kidding. All right. So, calm down. So, uh, there are a lot of exciting stuff that we've talked about and we'll keep talking about here with uh, this um, Arkansas basketball team. Also going on tonight mm-hmm. is... Um, the SEC football championship, and it's not that close. No. Georgia's up 42-23. No. Yeah. We didn't think it would be. No. I, didn't I mean, think so. it wasn't like I told you K-State was going to win. I did say that, right? Thank you. Okay. Makes up for that bad pick you gave us last night. Dude, when I went to sleep last night, SC was up by 14. Well, when I woke up, they were there? down by like a zillion. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were outscored 30-7 to in the second half. Thank you, Alex Grinch. Mm-hmm. You are a mean one, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> you taught it pretty good. He's the defensive coordinator at SC, and uh, usually his defenses so, blow big leads. That's that, what they do. Well, that's the that's the Lincoln Rally pattern, mm-hmm. man. You get up 14, right. and then you better hang on. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. What does this say here? Mm. If you had to play boxing one again... I hate boxing. Who's the one you're taking out? Who you taking out? Anthony Black. Okay. Everything yeah. everything flows through him. If I'm gonna if I'm going to try and eliminate one guy from their offense, I'm gonna take Anthony Black out, and I'm I'm going to put my best defender on him, and we're gonna track him 94 feet. That and, is that is the chess match all year, right? Like how, who who who's how's that gonna play itself? Uh, yeah, out I I don't. Season? Nick Smith to me is the only one who can create his own shot coming across half court. I'm going to get the ball out of Anthony Black's hands and I don't want him to touch it every possession. I know that, you know, that I know that's impossible, but that's the goal. Is I do not want his hands on the basketball at all and make everything flow through somebody else. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, if, if you give me the the triangle and two option, I'll probably do that to, to Ricky Council as well and make the other three guys beat you. Yeah. Cuz I mean they're two most dynamic players with the basketball in their hands, Anthony Black by far is the is the the best, and then Brazil probably after that because he's pretty dangerous. 
in that, uh, you know, with his back to the basket, that mid-range game. He's pretty good. But I'm, I'm absolutely taking the ball out of Anthony Black's hands. And, I, and you know, somebody's going to do that, and we'll see how they respond. Yeah. They are, you gotta have uh, the personnel to do it. And that's the that's the tough part. Well, yeah, exactly. You can't just like install that two days before the game and be good enough to knock off a team like Arkansas. With okay, it. so Hacker just asked, can this team be defended man to man? I don't think so. No, they they were. Creighton locked them down. Yeah. So yes, they can. The the good team, but it's gonna take a, a really but, good team with really special players. It's not gonna be it's not going to be San Jose State. It's not going to no, be no, UNC no. Greensboro. It's not going to be Oklahoma. Kentucky. Yes. Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, Auburn. Like the Houston, top team. Texas. Texas probably played the man in that 30-point yeah, game. Yeah, they no probably did. They, so, they yes. Probably, the, yeah. yes Creighton, are, they, I mean, we saw Creighton do it. So, look, they, they look, can they, be defended, but it's going to take a really special again, team to do it. They are built to just navigate these waters comfortably. This team is built for Houston, Baylor, Tennessee, Kentucky, you know, they're built to take on the the giants of this sport. Yeah, that's what they're built. That that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to knock that door down and get to Houston to the Final Four. And to do that, you're going to have to go through a couple giants usually on the way there. That's what this that's what this roster is built to do. And we're going to find out in months and you know a little bit in league play because they got Tennessee, they got Bama, Kentucky twice on the schedule. We're going to find out. In those opportunities. Do we learn a whole lot today? No. Today's just fun. Today's like, take the kids. Don't stress about the game. Today's just fun. Good fun at Bud Walton Arena. It's a funny afternoon. You're listening to Hog Reaction presented by Randall Ford. Brazil drives. Whoa. What a throwdown on Broden lead. Hog Reaction is also brought to you by Beckard and Van Buren, Zelly Pasta and Springdale, and Lark by Washita Farms. Hog reaction marches on here on ESPN Arkansas. Razorbacks 99, San Jose State 58 today. Bud Walton Arena. First half was competitive. You know, I wasn't wild about the way. Five-point game at halftime. I wasn't wild about the way the first half ended with the turnovers and kind of the lazy passes, that sort of thing. You know, I'm absolutely certain that Musk worked backwards. He started with that. And then, you know, worked uh, worked uh, his, his pregame adjustments, but didn't matter in the second half. They, they ran away. Yeah. Ran away as, and hid. As they have, have uh, tended to do. They were a second-half uh, team. Years. There's no question. Yeah. That's the better end of that deal, too, as I said earlier. You don't want to be a first-half team. No. A no, lot I, of stuff can go wrong in a second Muss's half. Muss's teams, I mean, throughout his tenure here, here have been slow starters. And, you know, we've talked about that a bunch. And, you know, they don't. This team's not as slow, but you know they're not they're not you know guns blazing as as the game starts. But boy, in the second half, they can lock you down. Mm-hmm. And when they get a good idea of what you're doing and they adjust a little bit, man, they are tough. So if you go to a game or you uh, you know like you watch the first half at someone's house and you go back home or whatever it is, like you better be back where you can see the game. By the time the second, I mean, if you miss three minutes at the start of the second half, yeah. you missed a ton. I <laughs> mean, you there that's. There's a lot of action that usually happens in those first three, four, five minutes yeah, one, of the second half. Yeah, and and look, they're they're going to be one of these teams. They're they're okay in the half court right now. I mean, they're okay, but their defense leads to offense. Those runouts, the dunks, all the things that we like to watch. The defense is going to contribute more offensively than than their half court game. They're they're good in the half court game. 
But man, when they when they get to feeling it and they're playing defense and they're getting their you know they're they're tipping passes that kind of thing, they they're at their best. Uh huh. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are really uh, on the verge of doing some big things here. I think they are just a tremendously one of the most talented rosters that's ever been assembled here in any sport. I mean, they're just everywhere you go. Prior to this year, I would say the 90 team might be the nice. most talented team that they've had. That had Dave Miller, Mayberry, Lindsey Howells on that team, Arlen Bowers, that group was probably the most talented team. The 93 team was talented, but it had two superstars and a lot of role players. Wow. I was thinking about um, the baseball team in either 18 or 19 where one through nine, like you couldn't pitch okay, around anybody. Right. I mean, they're there too. I mean, you're right about what you said about the 90 uh, team that went to the Final Four in Denver, but I mean, just... What, you're talking what, overall, what, yeah, probably. They... I. Listen, we're in the bubble. None of us study every team in the league. But there aren't a lot of question marks here. You know? There aren't a lot of que- three-point shooting. And what else? Well, <laughs> there aren't a lot of questions. They're, they're be, uh, physically, there are no questions. You know, you wonder what happens if if they hit a skid where it's just not going well. Well, that's, yeah. Men- the, mentally, the, what do they do? The the inexperience hitting that, that, mm-hmm. that wall yeah. at some point yeah, in I mean, the year. Yeah, the freshman wall's a real thing. Yep. Moody hit it and then got got his legs back. That yeah. I mean, it's a it's a real thing, and you know you're dealing with a lot of young guys, but they play so many guys. I mean, I mean, you talk about bringing a, a second team All Pac-12 guy who's played like four minutes all year. You bring him in, he scores 11 points. Mm-hmm. You've yeah. got depth. The wall, you know, the fatigue should not be a problem. You just wonder if you know at some point they just go through a slump. How do they react? Yeah, you know, never one loss is one thing. Don't let it become a streak. Don't lose two, then lose three. Because that's when it gets to be an issue. And I, I just don't see that right now. Yeah. They are, um, it, it's just, there's there's so many answers that yeah. they can put out there. Yeah, exactly. To whatever's going on yeah. in, in the situation. Yeah, they are, they are just, um, you know, and then, you know, you have the, the hero of that San, San Diego State game, Kamani Johnson. You know, he yeah. had he had a moment there. Will he have another, he'll have another moment. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got a lot of role players. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's. I mean, you just you never know. Night to night, Mm-mm. you never know. Um, so that's uh that's what it is. Well, Hacker's on fire. He is fired up about all this stuff. Um, he uh he's calling for an all Southwest Conference Final Four mm-hmm. with Arkansas, Texas, Baylor, and Houston, and um he uh, says that uh, no way Muss whittles this roster down to seven guys. In, uh, in conference play. Yeah, and what happens when they go on the road in a truly hostile environment? Right. That's, uh, you know, that's going to, can you pass the first road test? Yeah. The in-league road, uh, Baylor, that's that's not going to be easy. Yeah. Can you can you go to that funky gym in Nashville and win at Vanderbilt? <laughs> you know, can you do Is that? Is Jerry Stackhouse still going to be there? Will he want to <laughs> fight everybody? Yeah, I don't know what Jerry was so mad about. Bart Lennox worked the game today in Fayetteville and seemed like he did a fine job. I thought he was good. <laughs> I saw, I always look at that. I always look who's working the game. When you're the son of a basketball official for 25 years, that's what you do. That's really the game within the game. It's the game yeah. within the game. I always look and see who's got the game. And I saw Bart Lennox, and I'm like, oh, Bart Lennox, he's the guy that Jerry Stackhouse wanted to fight on the floor yeah. the other night. I, I also <laughs> want to ca- caution people, and stop don't make rash judgments about beating San Jose State. 
No, That's no, not no. a good all, basketball All we're team. doing today is talking about what happened today. Right. And not it, trying to forecast it, it, it into what it'll mean Don't, don't get yourself yeah. amped up because, no. you know, UNC Greenboro is, Greensboro is not a test. Oklahoma right. will give you a little bit of one, but Oklahoma's not very good. December yeah. 28th. That's when you're going to see where you are. You're going to go play an LSU team that's pretty good. I mean, they're off to a decent start. You go down there, you win, things are good. Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma is, um, they're all right in they're the okay. in the metrics. They're a uh, they're a top forty defense according to Ken Palm. So, I mean, there's there's they're they're not a pushover. No, no, it's a Division one team. They get scholarships. Right. They have basketballs too. Yeah, but, but to give you some comparison, um, in defensive analytics, OU's thirty four, Arkansas seven. So that okay. gives you a little bit of a uh, an idea of what we're uh, what we're dealing with here. So. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> Oklahoma lost to Villanova today, and Villanova's bad. Yeah, hey, you know that, that, that Villanova team's three and five. Every year you got five games where you play old stinky, and five games where you can't miss. Somebody texted in here earlier about um, um, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how often we can shoot sixty-two percent. The answer is not very often. not very often. No, not very often. And you better win when you do it. Shoot sixty-two percent, and they were able to do that. Now, the thing about this team is. I think they could grind out a game where they shoot 32%. I think they could figure well, it out. <laughs> defense travels. Yep. And if they can play defense every night, and defense is about effort and attitude, and if if they're right and they can play defense, you know, defense will travel and into those gyms that we talked about where, you know, things aren't going to be as friendly. You know, you go down to Auburn, they are going to be there early. They're going to be yelling at you. They're going to know everything about you. They're going to, you know, they're they're going to look up your history. They're going to know a lot about you and yell at you. Can you handle it? If you play defense, you've got a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to pick on you. What are you going to do exactly. about that? This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.